You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. The time has come. I like that. The time is now for Victoria Stilwell's Positively Podcast. She's a world-renowned dog trainer. Seen enough dogs today, have you? She's the host of It's Me or the Dog. I'm coming to train you. Along with co-host Holly Furfer. You don't play around with that name, do you? I am a fan of Schmitty Balls. She's Victoria Stilwell, and she's ready, ready to go. This is a lovely way to start the day. You get the busy day. I need to trim my whiskers. I see some poo here. I feel a little bit better now because I'm the only one who usually feels stupid during the podcast. Now, let's head to the studio and get this Positively Podcast started. Hello again. I just noticed how beautiful your red nails are. <gasps> you Look like at them? that. Thank you. Compared to my um, just being at a rescue shelter <laughs> nails that are just horrible and nasty and oh, gross. You're Hi. so fine. Hello. These are old. This is just old Hello. nail polish. But oh, yes, yeah. gosh. I want that. Hello. We're celebrating. We are celebrating. Yes, we are. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you so much. What it's, are we celebrating? We are celebrating <laughs> 10 years of It's Me or the Dog. I started filming It's Me or the Dog 10 years ago this month. 2005? Yes, it was. But in the US? In the UK. In the UK? Yes, because I came up with the idea November 2004. Uh-huh. So, and then it took a while. So, until we actually, you know, we made a video mm-hmm. and um, the producers loved it. Channel 4 loved it. And Channel 4 is one of the big networks in the UK. So, okay, make a very, very long story, very short. I had just put my daughter to bed. She was about eight months old. And I sat down to watch the f- first episode actually the first american episode of the super nanny oh right and i remember right. watching the show and going oh my god i do that with dogs that's exactly the same approach that i have and so i thought well why don't i email the producers of the super nanny with my idea about a dog training show i did i ran down to my computer i wrote the treatment and you were still living in london no 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 you i'm in here? new jersey because oh. i moved to america in 99 oh and i was living in new york Mm-hmm. I lived in Manhattan, right, right. and then I lived in New Jersey, and okay. I had two training companies. I had one, Dog Trainers of New York in Manhattan, and Dog Trainers of New Jersey in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So at this point, I've been living in the States now for six years. Mm-hmm. But as I'm watching the Super Nanny, the Super Nanny is made by a British production mm, company. Okay, I see. So that's why I email them my idea, and I'm thinking and praying and hoping. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hope that they get in contact with me. Hope they like my idea. Well. I sent my idea on that night. The next morning, I get a call from the producers. Holy cow, that never happens. Yeah, that, that doesn't. No. That, that does not happen. And so after a lot of conversations, they say, make a video. We want to see what you do. Mm-hmm. So my husband and I worked with a great family in New Jersey, crazy as anything, but fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then we sent our video off. They loved the video, the production company, and then they showed it to Channel 4, which, of course, was the network. Mm-hmm. Channel 4 loved it. And then I was brought over in March to film the pilot episode. In London, So I was brought over from America to England to film the pilot episode in England. That's really fast. It takes Isn't it? years sometimes to go to exactly. with an idea. And then really by by now, by May, I, was, I started to film the first episode of wow. the first season. So the first four seasons were filmed in the UK. Mm-hmm. I remember because there's a couple that really stand out in my mind. 
that was Teddy Pum Pum's people or not? No, it was the dog, bless his heart. I think it was a some kind of bull terrier and it kept humping everything and oh, you were bruised. Yes. And, oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah, he was... I've forgotten his name. Gosh, you see, it's been such a long time. Okay. Um, and then there was a woman was, with... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up, but there was a woman with Great Danes or something. Was it Great Danes? I kept knocking her over on the sidewalk and she had to block out the windows of her car and yes. I thought, this woman is yes. in trouble. That was Jilly Johnson. She was used to be a sort of model in the 1970s. Uh-huh. Oh, I think we might be able to hear some of it. Is that the... Oh, this is my pilot. Crazy, huh? Oh my god, it's chaos. They need a super nanny too. What kind of dogs? Pit Mastiff Mix. Oh my god, and the kids were out no, of control. No, Rhodesian Ridgeback, I think. Rottweiler, Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh my god. The producer's showing us the uh, the video now. So they had about... Oh my God, my blood pressure is going children. up just watching this video. Yeah. Can you see it? The dog the actually... The dog just crawled through the window. Of the door. Yeah. So the glass had been gone for a long time. The dog's just used to crawling out of the door through the window now. Oh, my God. And then they've got a cat. It, it was the most insane but most wonderful family in the world. Yeah, they have four children, two dogs, a cat and mayhem oh my god so anyway that was the program that sold it that was a really good way to uh oh my god it was so it's been 10 years so then so after four uh seasons which took two years to film in Mm -hmm. the in the uk in 2007 we came back to Mm -hmm. america animal planet picked up the british series Mm -hmm. did so well that i filmed another four seasons Mm -hmm. with animal planet and um yeah so yeah. we've done eight seasons and Amazing. over 110 episodes. It's in 100 countries around the world now. I've written three books. I'm on to my fourth book now. I'm just starting to write my fourth book, mm-hmm. and which will be out next year. It really has. I, who could have? Who, I couldn't believe it. When I first started, who could have believed that, that it would happen like that's this? That's amazing. So the, the moral of the story, just go with it. Try it. If you don't try, you don't know. And that's always what I've done. I mean, I'm very yeah. tenacious and I always come up with ideas and I'm quite creative. I'm not very organized, but I'm very creative. <laughs> but I'm also, some, I'm a doer. And, and really what prompted me was that I did a lot of rescue work in Manhattan mm-hmm. and in New Jersey. And I was sick of the waste of life that I was seeing in the shelters. Mm-hmm. The year before I got to Manhattan, in 1999 I was in Manhattan, but the year before, 1998, 67,000 dogs and cats went through the municipal shelter system of Manhattan mm-hmm. and the five boroughs. And out of that 67,000 dogs and cats, about 40,000 of those were euthanized. Wow. Terrible waste of life. So I wanted to be able to have something that would reach a lot of people. Say, hey, spay and neuter. Mm-hmm. Be a responsible pet owner. Train your dog humanely. Mm-hmm. It's me or the dog did that. I love that. That is amazing. And you can still see episodes today. I mean, online, you can get them on Amazon. And I know that you're big in Poland. And <laughs> it's I know gone everywhere. I mean, <laughs> you do. <laughs> I do. Um, and uh, it's shown all everywhere. I mean, I know that because that's how you and I met. If people didn't know that, mm-hmm. you came to do an episode of with my husband, Sean and I and our dogs and it was titled Monstrous Mutts and uh, since then we never look back I know it worked though I mean it's not just for TV you know a lot of times you look at these quote unquote reality shows and you know half of them are BS and they're just all scripted whatever and people would say to me oh yeah reality air quotes no 
your show is there's nothing fake about that show your show is reality because i was like oh surely they're not gonna nope yep you took i mean we had two days to work with our dogs and you guys came back to film and we were like oh my god and i thought surely she's gonna correct something nope she let us sink and swim and it was amazing so the cool thing is we would be seen all over because i would get a call from friends of mine in london going we just saw you on tv here and then somebody apparently googled it and it was like in poland it was shown in polish and it had like a couple million hits or something our episode on youtube in polish yeah it's no it's great i mean the book's out in hungarian and finnish and german and i think it was french as well i I don't know i lost count (laughs) Uh, yeah, and so and we have a great trainer in Poland now. One of our Victoria Still Positivity trainers is in Poland. Um, and I get, well, we get emails from Africa, Estonia. I mean, just everywhere, Arabia. I mean, everywhere. <laughs> well, you know I what, just, though? People who need help with their dogs. It's like, you know, it's I not feel just very, us. I just, I, you know, of course. And I, and I really do. It's been a labor of love. I love doing it. But of course, it has a shelf life. You know, I was, I, it was a long time and very successful for a show to go on for so many seasons. And it was a lot of work for you. I mean, I watched how hard yeah. you worked. It's it a, was lot a lot of hours. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And of course, yeah, we didn't fake stuff with that. No. That's, I didn't. And I also wanted to tell people, hey, look, even though you're watching a half an hour show or sometimes for some of the shows, it was an, it hour. Was an hour. It was an hour here and we did half an hour in Britain. You know, your dog, it's not going to let us happen like that. No. You know, some things happen very fast, but uh, if your dog's got an anxiety problem or something, it's going to take a little while longer. So I really wanted to tell people that even though you're watching the show, don't think it's just, you know, it's going to happen with in your an dog hour. in yeah. two seconds. Because we filmed over, what, three weeks? It was three weeks. And even yeah. then, we were still working on mm-hmm. stuff. But yeah. 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 So I feel very fortunate. It's been a great run. And now there's going to be something else in the works. Can you tell us? Or is it a to-be-announced to be announced. Okay, good. Well, I'm going to make a note of this right here. When can you tell us? Maybe in a couple podcasts? Maybe in a few podcasts time. All right. Okay. I'm going to remember that. Oh, I love that. I ooh, love suspense. Ooh, ooh. Can I tell you what happened to me last week? What? Please do. Um, I'm changing the subject a little bit. That's okay. Go ahead. All right. This We're a little really irritates me and it's so dangerous. I went into Whole Foods the other mm-hmm. day and I came out and there was this car park next to me. And it had two dogs inside. One was a Bernese Mountain Dog. Ooh, and the other dogs. one was like a Shih Tzu Terrier mix. And it's 70 degrees outside. The car is in hot sun. Mm-hmm. The windows are cracked open, but the dogs are in there. How much were the windows cracked open? Probably not much because that Shih Tzu's not, little. Not so. much, but they were cracked open, all of them. And the, and the little sunroof was open as well. Mm-hmm. So there was air in the car. Mm-hmm. However, the, the Bernese Mountain Dog was panting, mm-hmm. panting, panting. So I thought, well, I'm just going to wait here. You know, maybe she's just popped in for three minutes or five minutes. Maybe she has. Ten minutes later, still hasn't come out. And there's a lot of stores. So I don't know which store that this person's Mm -hmm. gone in. And in fact, I wouldn't suggest people do this, but I stuck my hand into the car. The dogs were relatively friendly and I did it in the front seat. They were in the back seat. It was hot in Mm -hmm. there. Oh, I would imagine. Um, Eric can get in, but it's not circulating. 20 minutes later... She comes back with her kid wow. and I say, ma'am, your dogs have been in. I've called the police, by the way. Oh, good. I I've was going to say. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't come. You let me just tell you that they didn't come. Why not? Because they, they that's very low priority for them. Of course. Right. <laughs> very low priority well, here's for the most deal. police forces. Listen to me. Listen to me crashing through the glass in this car and vandalizing, vandalizing yeah, right. it. How we fast just, can you get here? Which, <laughs> and, and it was a woman with her daughter mm-hmm. and she was like, well, we just, she said, my dogs are fine. I went, actually, no, they're not. Your dog is overheating here. He's very, very hot. He's panting. It's a raspy pant. 
told her who I was. Oh, yes, I watch your show, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, now you know then I'm, what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And and she said, well, we just, we had to go in. My daughter had to go to the bathroom. And mm. I was like, but she's got these huge bags that right. she's come out of the store with. So I said, oh, and obviously you did some shopping too. Right. So she tried to kind of say, my dogs are fine and you don't need to be telling me mm-hmm. this. But then she did kind of backpedal and go, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know. I shouldn't do this. I shouldn't do this. And I said, look, she was gone for 20 minutes, right? And let me just tell you, if you go on the uh, the AVMA, which is the American Veterinary Medical Association, you type in hot cars, you'll see the, the um, estimated vehicle interior air temperature versus elapsed time. And if it's an outside temperature of 70 degrees, mm-hmm. okay, remember the car's in the sun, no shade. Mm-hmm. In about 10 minutes, the car heats up to about 89 wow. degrees. In 20 minutes, it's 99 degrees. Oh, that car was nice. probably about 99 degrees. And that's why, please... Don't leave your dog in a car like Mm -hmm. that. If you got to go to the store, leave your dogs at home. Leave your dogs where there's air conditioning or where they're going to be cool. You know, there's a lot of great campaigns. There's um, Don't Cook Your Dog campaign. There's a load of great information Mm -hmm. on various websites. And did you hear the story about the cop that made the woman? Yeah, and I love that story. So in case you don't know it, was it in St. Louis or somewhere, Kansas? I can't remember where it was. But um, police I think it was in Ohio. Maybe somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, um, Yeah. Strongsville, Ohio. There you go. A woman left her dog in the car and the police got so mad, made her sit in a hot car and see how she likes it. And the whole point is, yeah, that's exactly it. And I think it goes, it's, you know, I think it, it's a smart, and this is just me on my little, on my little soapbox, but it's just rule of thumb of anything. Don't use a choke collar. Would you want to be choked or a prong collar? Would you want to be prong or a shock collar? Would you want to be shocked or would you do that to your child? Don't do it. Would you want to be sitting in a hot car for a toy? Don't do it. Just use common sense. But here's the deal. People leave their kids in hot cars. Which is... In 2014, mm-hmm. 25 mm-hmm. children confirmed to have died from heat stroke after being left in a hot car in the United States. Which is 25. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And I will tell you this. For the record, if you are in the Atlanta area and you have locked your dog in a hot car, I will break the window. So will I. Yeah. And I have no qualms about it. And you know what? If the police find me and ticket me, great. But I saved your dog, you right. know, and exactly. I will do. So but then does that dog deserve to stay with that person? Anyway, the woman, she told yeah, the news the station that the officer was abusive mm-hmm. and, and that she felt sort of violated by, you know, she said she felt merely uncomfortable when she was sitting in the oh, car. Oh, really? Uncomfortable. But she sort of felt violated by this officer who well, made hang on a second that. Though. Did he make her put on a fur coat? Yeah, right. Because then that would be a real true. Whatever. Yeah. And in fact, Red Rover, who I love because I support mm-hmm. them. They're a great, great organization that helps animals in emergency situations. They said this. They said, what feels merely uncomfortable to an adult human could be deadly for a pet or right. a child. Dogs are more vulnerable in high temperatures than people because they can only cool down through the pads of their feet or by panting. Mm -hmm. So mostly it's by panting. Mm -hmm. Really, they sweat through their feet, but panting is what releases, according to Red Rover, a nonprofit dedicated to helping animals in crisis. They're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, and here's the thing. I, I would I would uh, applaud anybody who rescued a dog in a car by any means. That's just what I'm saying. Not that I want to be, um, you know, party to it. But OK, so now I'm going to take another left turn to change the subject again, only because one of my dogs, Barnsley, is uh, he's a beautiful, sweet dog, but he has a little anxiety. He's a little reactive. Sometimes he can be a little dog aggressive. We go for walks. He'll chase a car or now it became like a bicycle, a kid on a bicycle and he would bark and go nuts. And he it's more scary. 
scary. It's not like he's, you know, he will kind of lunge, but he's not going to do anything. You never know, though. But I have a good grip on him. But, you know, it's more just sounds terrible and scary to my neighbors. So we'd been working with him. We, you know, you had helped us giving us some tips and that was working. And at one point we put him on even some medication and just to get the situation under control and things are looking up. We were able to take him off the medication recently and I've been working with him. We go for walks. He'll see a bicycle. And one of the things, for instance, you told me to do was get his attention and have him look at me and distract him. And he will now sometimes do it. And I make him sit and I stand next to him because I think it's all insecurity where I get myself in between him and the car that's going by and we stop our walk and I get him into a safe place. And and it's all happy now and I love it. But he does have his moments when he has anxiety and he, you know, will just get onto a tear where, you know, he'll see people outside and he goes nuts and he starts barking and then it escalates and he can't stop himself. So we're still having a little bit of an issue there. It's a little better, but we're working on it. But I know there's help. There is help. And I I swear by this, by Adaptil. I need to this try this. Perfect for Barnsley would be the collar. And, you know, Adaptil uses, that's the whole idea of pheromones. After a mother is given birth, you know, she exudes mm-hmm. pheromones that comfort her puppies. And this is the idea oh. behind Adaptil. And basically, it's a chemical copy of the dog appeasing pheromone, which is released by the mother dog from her mammary area after the puppy's birth. And it's involved in the attachment process between mother and her offspring. Oh, I see. So it's a really comforting message, you know, provides a strong security for puppies. Mm -hmm. Why don't we get to other people's problems and have you solve those as well? Hey, you got something on your mind? What are you, a wizarding genius? How do they make a miniature? I mean, is there some way, some process they... They physically miniaturize the dog, or is it a puppy, or what What the devil is going on? That's a really good question. I've got my work cut out for me here. Next time you want to know something, can you repeat the yes. question? Why don't you ask Victoria? She's the expert with this kind of stuff, you know. Uh, you obviously don't dog. know my dog. Just ask Victoria. And the first question we're going to ask you, Victoria, actually just relates to the topic we were talking about with Dr. Tynes. Um, It's from Christine in Norfolk in the UK, not Virginia. She says, we have a five and a half month old Dandy Dinmont Terrier puppy. First of all, I've never heard of that breed before. Actually, they're quite, um, they're a breed that is, used to be very popular in the UK, but now they're kind of a dying breed. They really Really? are. My grandmother, when she got married, she had a Dandy Dinmont called Tuggy. (laughs) And Tuggy is pictured in my grandmother's wedding photo mm-hmm. in the 1930s sitting on the end of her train that's the wow. wedding photo it's a little dog there it's a, so it's a little dog yeah little well bigger than a shih tzu kind that's of gonna be in the new game we yeah. play in the car instead of bigger than a bread box is it bigger um, than a shih tzu yeah it is what i say but it's a very specific big name for a little dog yeah there you go anyway <laughs> okay. carry on sorry i'll look it up uh anyway so this puppy is frightened of going outside and has started to bark growl and sometimes lunge at even the sight or sound of people and other dogs i know it's fear related because he's so timid he's fine with our other dog at home we've tried to expose him to experiences such as puppy classes and going to different places but he just can't cope Please help. Oh, sweetheart. He's, he's little. Sounds like he's just, he is terrified. And yeah, you know, I always like, I mean, they've got another dog. So I wonder if they walk him with the other dog. Because sometimes that can be that empowering. Can be really, exactly. And it can bring that, the, the fearful dog security when they see the other dog being calm. And then, okay, well, that other dog's being calm. So there's obviously no threat here. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking with the other dog and your other dog is reacting, that's the, the issue. Oh, okay. So it's you learning. need to separate them. 
and walk both separately whilst you deal with their reactivity. But if the other dog is calm, yet the other, the little dog, the Danny Dimlon is still reacting, then this is a fear issue that needs to be addressed. You know, again, I like to use complementary therapies and Adaptal is one of them because, right. you know, dogs get anxious and stressed just like humans, and they don't always express it in the same way, or in the best way, I should say, which obviously this dog is doing. I think what happens with owners or guardians, they get frustrated. Mm-hmm. And anxious themselves. Of course. Uh-huh. And they don't always, barking, the lunging, they don't always <laughs> deal with it in the best kind of way. So you'll find that people might tell their dogs off. Yeah, and your natural reaction is to yank the dog back from lunging. Right. and it's So what are you te- teaching right. your dog? You're teaching your dog to actually become more fearful and more stressed because whenever he sees something that threatens, he perceives as a threat, something negative happens to him. Mm. So now he's making an association. Not only is that thing scary, something bad happens to him. That's why I'm so against punishment mm-hmm. for this kind of behavior because it just serves to make the dog more anxious more reactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some people that will punish so much that it actually suppresses the behavior so that the dog doesn't react. Dog still feels the same inside, but because the behavior, the expression of behavior has been punished so much, now the dog's suppressing it because now he's scared of the owner. Mm. What the owner's going to do to him. Right. Because now it's excessive. And so then the owner might think, oh, dog's cured, not reacting anymore. Uh-uh-uh. You've just suppressed behavior. You haven't truly changed it. So complementary therapies, definitely adaptal. Get an adaptal collar, put it around your dog, see how that works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work with all dogs, but it does work with a lot of dogs. Mm-hmm. And don't just rely on, on a complementary therapy, though, mm-hmm. because I, I, I really like to do teaching the dog as well, giving the dog coping skills. Mm-hmm. That's what dogs need. So, for example, if you've got a person that the dog is threatened by, whenever the dog sees that person, wonderful things happen to that dog. So no longer punishment. But now praise, now now food, now game, now toys. And the whole idea that if you try to comfort your dog when your dog is reacting, mm-hmm. you're going to reinforce that reactivity. We don't buy that anymore. That's actually not true. Be there as your dog's security blanket. Put an arm on your dog. Talk to your dog. Tell your dog what a, what a good boy he is. Be that security blanket. Be that attachment to your dog because that's going to go a long way in making him feel more confident. So, but remember, Adaptil is clinically proven to reduce stress or eliminate stress-related behaviors because it mimics the natural pheromones, as I talked about, the pets used to communicate, and it's got a calming effect on your dog. So, And it's available in a collar or a diffuser or a spray or wipes to help your dog calm. And if you want to find out more about Adaptil, then please check them out at adaptilus.com. But I would say she should utilize that and definitely get help with a trainer. Mm-hmm. Check out if there's a VSPDT, a Victoria Still Positive Dog Trainer in your area. And if you go to positive.com slash trainers, trainers yeah. you'll hopefully there'll be one that can help her. And it's a puppy, so it's still learning. So now's a good time to do it, I would imagine, while they're starting to pick up before a bad behavior becomes the norm yeah. for this dog. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Here's a question, and it's from Nancy in Illinois, which is my mom's name and where she lives. <laughs> But I don't think you sure this is not your mother? I know because here's how it starts. What is the best way to get a dog to quit trying to chew on the corners of furniture and fabrics? <gasps> well, that's exactly what my dog Cashmere did. But 
her dog is 10 weeks old. And unless she mm-hmm. got a new dog, I don't think mm-hmm. so. And we're trying to break him from this, but it's difficult. He also likes to nip at us. We have plenty of toys, etc. This is our third Vizsla in 18 years. So we've been here before, but forgot the puppy days. Yes. So I know this very well. Go ahead. Okay. And I can tell you yes. one thing, Nancy, this is going to work. It worked for me. Well, there's a number of things you can do. <laughs> 10 weeks old, puppies, you know, still going to be very mouthy and going to be yeah. needing to chew because that's the way they discover the world around them. And that's the way that they relieve when they, they start to lose their teeth. They relieve that pressure on that on that mouth and, and the sort of maybe the sore gums. But right now at 10 weeks old, this is the way he's discovering his world. So everything's mm-hmm. going to be chewed. Like a baby does. They put everything in their mouth. Exactly. So yes, you provide with puppy appropriate toys so that you redirect the chewing onto something more appropriate. And I say puppy appropriate because you don't want to give toys that are too hard on puppies' teeth, mm-hmm. so they're going to hurt their teeth. But I think the key here is management. Don't mm-hmm. give the puppy access to corners, mm-hmm. to furniture, mm-hmm. and that means that you have to create a safe zone for your pup, whether that be a crate where your puppy can be in and be happy in, or whether that is a, um, a pen, Mm-hmm. Or whether it's behind a baby gate in a room where he can't get to various bits of furniture mm-hmm. or something that, you know. He would chew on. Exactly. Yeah. I think that would work too. And uh, also too, is it one of the things that you had taught Kashmir was leave it. Is 10 weeks old too soon to learn you leave can, it or you can, can you start it? You can. And again, the the whole idea of leave it is not leave it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes um, I do that, though. I'm yeah, and of course, <laughs> everybody does. When you're teaching a puppy, leave it should be a positive mm-hmm. action. So when you're asking puppy, hey, leave it, leave it, and you just teach them in a really positive way. So it's not something that's bad. It's something that, oh, she said, leave it. Okay, so something better is going to come to me, or I'm going to get praise, or I'm going to get some kind of reward. That's how I teach it. With Kashmir, of course, we did it in a different way, mm-hmm. because she's chewing when you're not in the house. Right. She's an adult dog. So that's when we set up cameras, and we could spy really on her. <laughs> and then we basically, I could talk to her yeah. as like the voice of God. And he was, she was like, God, well, she was in the house. Well. <laughs> she had no idea. She thought everybody was out. That's she had right. no idea that we were watching her. She had, And then when she started to go... Was like 60 seconds said, after we walked out of it. the house, she, she immediately did it. But I will tell you that it still works to this day. I say, leave it. She looks at me and's like, oh, sorry, and walks away. Yeah. It still works. I, st- I really truly believe, you know, you don't have to punish these old dogs. Just give them feedback. What's right and what is not acceptable. You know, people say it's bad behavior. Yes, it is in our world, but it's mm-hmm. just behavior. Really, at the end of the day for the dog. Right. Okay, uh, let's do one more. And this is from Susan in Pennsylvania. And she says she has a two-year-old Emmy, who's a hound pointer mix, about 45 pounds, and a 17-year-old beagle Molly. She says, how do I keep Emmy from badgering Molly, so the young one's badgering the old one, when she tries to get near me? She pushes and comes between me and Molly. She's bullying. And she's also looking for a harness to keep Emmy from pulling on a walk. And she said, you recommended one on your show. She just can't remember. Yeah, if you want the harness, you go to the Positively No Pull Harness. You can go to our Positively.com. You can go to the store there and you'll see the Positively No Pull Harness. I love it mm-hmm. because it's just, it's safer for your dog and it fits really nicely around the body. You it's can, easier to control them too. It is. And it's a harness that's led by the chest, mm-hmm. not the back, the chest. It's got, it's got a, a little hook in the back too, or a ring on the back too. But by attaching the leash to the chest, you can really guide your dog 
easily without pressure on that neck. Mm -hmm. So that's what I advise you to get. Okay, so let's just the young dog see. who's two. I and think then this is a question of the older dog really has to come first, mm -hmm. and I think it's a question when the younger dog sort of pushes in that. She just gets up and walks away. Mm -hmm. Just do it with body language. You don't have to say anything. Just mm -hmm. get up and walk away. The younger dog's got to learn to share. The younger dog's got to say, okay, it's all right. If she gets attention, the, the older dog gets attention, I will get my attention. It's, it's kind of more needy behavior, maybe a little jealousy. Mm -hmm. Do believe dogs do get jealous. So she could either just sort of get up and walk away or she could separate and have a bit of old dog time and then young dog time. She could teach them to share. So what I do is I have both dogs, either they're sitting or they're standing or they're lying down. I don't care as long as they're comfortable. And as I'm stroking one dog, I tell the other dog to stay good. And I say the dog's name. This is Jasmine's time. Mm -hmm. And then after I'm done with Jasmine, I'll go over to Sadie, say to the other dog and go Sadie's time. So when I say that, both dogs know <laughs> I have that to wait. I have to wait. And they know their time's coming. Yeah. And it's oh a positive God. thing, too. It's works, It's like with children, too. You yeah, know? Just it's just play. learning to kind of share, but share the person. You'll get it, mm -hmm. but you just got to just gotta sort of control yourself a little bit. I find it works really well. Awesome. Well, good to know. I've taken copious notes on all of this. And by the way, if you guys have any questions that you want to send to Victoria and ask her, you can send our questions to Positively.com slash ask Victoria. And thank you, Adaptal, for sponsoring Ask Victoria. We love you. And yep, if you ha want to have any more information, please go to AdaptalUS.com. All right. I guess we will see you next podcast. We talked a lot. <laughs> we like, did, but hey, it's um, fine. And again, happy anniversary. I think it's time for cake. I love cake. Let's have cake. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.